New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Away we go. Good morning, Mr. TK. Good morning, Daryl. It's beautiful, a beautiful rainy Sunday morning. Look at that. Beautiful rainy Sunday Good morning. More. Good for the grass. My grass. I don't even have grass. I have weeds that we are maintaining very nicely. I've got a really like narrow part of uh, between my house where there's usually no grass growing because it's been shielded from the hot summer. It's the only place that grass is growing really well right now. So amazing how that works. Mine is just disgusting. Disgusting. So what, what's what's new this week? I mean, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure you got lots of stuff to talk about today. There is a lot of stuff to talk I'm about. Excited. Let's uh I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited because the Raptors won last night, and it, they killed they the killed Lakers. Them. Killed yeah, them. Yeah. What a great game. I love these virtual fan things. I'm trying to figure out how to be one. So funny. <laughs> Isn't that great? So funny what people are doing. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. just a matter of time before somebody's penis is on there, though, right? Right. Like, I'm just waiting for someone to really just troll the heck out of them, you know? Like, whatever it is. Like, a picture of somebody who's you know, shouldn't be there, right? Yeah, like, like where are all the Zoom bombers there. already? Right? Exactly. We need some Zoom It'll bombers. Happen. It'll, happen It'll happen for People sure. People like attention. That's it. People like attention. Absolutely. So stage three, baby. Yeah. Ah, a man of his word. Look at that. Yeah. The reopening of TK's face is complete. I can't I can't have a, a remnant of a beard. It means maybe I've been, you know, inside in captivity. I'm not as approachable. I got to make sure that people see me as that. I'm safe. Talk to me. I can come inside your home. I'm going to wear a mask. I can go inside, uh, you know, restaurants, stuff like that too. do my business and go. So. So the opposite of me, I think I shaved on Friday too. It's just kind of, you just need a haircut. That's it. Once you get a haircut, you'll be in the club. I am contemplating that so seriously right now. Haircut and shave. It's important to have both. It's a good combination. So stage three is now complete. It's open. I don't think a lot of, a lot think of people, a lot of people opened. Yeah. No, no, I don't. Think but I think a lot of people didn't open by choice. Yeah, by choice. Yeah. But uh, people, people felt like it wasn't time. They weren't ready. It was too sudden. Um, some of them who had the abilities to open up in uh, stage two, they're kind of staying in stage two. And I think the people who opened up in stage three were the people who literally were not allowed to open in stage two. And they are. They don't uh, have patios or uh, access. Get some sort of business open. Yeah. Got to get something going. But I've seen some, uh, a lot of articles about restaurant closing, restaurant closing, restaurant closing, all different restaurants, almost every day of the week, a new article about a restaurant closing. Yeah. I saw an interesting article, uh, a restaurant who was going to start just adding the tips on. 
was an interesting article. They said this is the only one where the guy says we're not doing tips anymore. Well, they're not doing tips. They're adding it in as a gratuity, 18% on top of the price, because he says this is the only industry where the, the, the general public gets to decide how much money people make. And it's unfair and it's racist. It's biased and all this stuff. But yeah, okay. It, Interesting. Like new models of everything coming out of this whole pandemic. I, I think I, I, the dine-in dine surcharge. I think that's what it is. I don't think you should be able to go to a restaurant right now and tip the waiter five bucks on a hundred dollar bill. No, and think that you're you're saving the world here. But you then you have to have good staff. Like you can't have the 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 person who just doesn't care, throws shit down on the table or doesn't come back with a refill or never comes with your piece of toast and still give them 18 percent. Well, let's give the servers of Toronto some credit. I think there's a lot of good servers out there who can handle uh, providing excellent service. There's probably going to be only the great ones because there's going to be a gigantic pool of servers and no work. And less capacity. Way less, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, Stage Street, we're here. So Stage Street's good. We got an article, there obviously, go. pertains to you and your brethren uh, that open houses are back again or allowed to be back. I love how you're starting with this. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, that's the big thing for us in stage three, right? Like that they that uh, sales centers and open houses can start again. Yeah, um, I don't know of any new con uh, pre-con uh, builders who have opened up yet their sales centers. No, but they and can. I, they can. And they're and selling. We'll, but we'll get to that later. And I don't know any uh, real estate agents who have done open houses in Toronto yet, but I know some that have done them in the other parts of Ontario and it has not been a, a, a well received, uh, you know, transition back into open houses. That's right. Hmm. Right. So tell me, tell me. Well, neighbors are looking at it like, like you're putting out your signs, you know, these are the stories I'm hearing in our, in our channels. You're putting out the signs and everyone's just giving you negative looks and making comments. Like, I can't believe that you would take the risk. Uh, you know, there's just so much public opinion on this COVID-19 stuff. And as an open house, a public open house, there involves many different opportunities for the public to shout uh, their opinion at you. And uh, of course, a lot of realtors are getting some grief. So there was a few that shut them down right away and, and thought, okay, this is a great idea. Other ones are getting backlash online. And um, it just, the public's not ready for it yet. So it's great uh -huh. that they are introducing some guidelines, but the official message from I think every type of real estate governing body is still focused on the uh, virtual uh, open houses. Good. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's good for Why my business. Filtering open houses in 2020 anyways is beyond me. It's beyond me, especially with the technologies available to people today. Yeah. yeah but this is not an infomercial, so no. we will move on. Um, I generally separate our articles into... Weaker market and stronger market. Um, of late, I've had to add a new ca category, which is Ooh. subscriber questions. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and uh, on, that, on that voice over there, there will be a great effect on that voice. I can yeah. promise you that. And uh, listen, the, the, all the headlines are saying the Toronto real estate shows subscriber base has doubled and the comment that. section has blown up blown up right now we have we are talking to two people now yep. simultaneously yep one identifying himself by his real name and the other one is a mystery 
truth. <laughs> so our, our I'll, we'll get to our good buddy, Brian Jordan, who has a lot on his mind. And uh, I think we should invite him on to the show as a guest. You think he would come on? We'll see. We'll see. That's a, that's a good idea. And I think it would we'll, be fun. Uh, we'll come up with some ideas on it later. So Brian Jordan uh, really just wants to know um, about downtown rental again. He wants to know, you know, what are things going to look like in three years? So later on, we are going to get out our crystal balls. TK's, actually last time our crystal balls looked very similar. I should probably censor this a little. But we're going to get out our crystal balls and TK will let us know what he thinks this uh, rental market and downtown condo market or housing market will look like in three years from now, which if I do the math in my head, we're going to be in 2023. Um, Good math skills. Thank you. I will do the same. He also mentioned a couple of uh, things that the city of Toronto is looking at, housing related actions. Mentions this Ontario Bill 184, which we will definitely get into a little bit later when we get to our rental segment. Um, He's mentioned here, and I never heard anything about this, converting short-term rental housing into affordable housing, which we'll touch on that as well. And then the one thing that really intrigued me, which we've talked about a few times, is just expanding the housing options inside the yellow belt or the neighborhoods um, area on our official plan map. And from our friend, new friend, Truth. Hey, guys, love the show. He's having trouble finding cash flowing properties in Toronto. So we will welcome him to the club and we will discuss this at length in the rental section. Mm. So I like to start off with the bad news first. So we'll talk about the weaker market or the articles pertaining to a weaker market or indicating a weaker market. So first off, we have Remax article talking about how... Is Toronto real estate in store for a condo buyer's market? Hmm. What do you think? Well, what what makes a buyer's market? I guess that's the biggest question, right? So buyer's markets are... um, Oversupplied. Oversupplied. So the sales to new listing ratio um, becomes uh, at a point where the sales are no longer able to keep up. Um, with the new listings. So listings start to outpace uh, the total number of sales. So one of the metrics is, is uh, months of inventory and you were looking at exactly how many current listings there are and at the current sales rate, how many months per month, how many uh, months would it take in order to be able to have the entire um, currently listed inventory sold. So that months of inventory number has been climbing. The sales to new listing ratio as well has not been in favor of sellers and uh, we keep on getting lower and lower. So um, definitely, uh, are we heading into a buyer's market? The writing is on the wall, that is uh, for sure. The question is always, how long are we going to be there and when is it gonna become more balanced? I would agree with that. The, uh, the next article says, new condo sales in the Toronto area dropped to lowest 
since 2009 recession. So okay. we've got that. Now let's all keep in mind, these are just article headlines. They may not necessarily be true. We'll talk about our actual personal experience <laughs> after, uh, which I think is a little closer to factual and not headline grabbing. So we got Toronto condo prices fall from peak as inventory rises to highest level in years. A lot of stuff that doesn't sound very good. Um, greater. What's that? There's always reasons behind stuff, right? I mean, it's never just, you know, inexplicable, right? I mean, there's always something that you can pinpoint as being the cause of certain market, uh, you know, factors, right? Yeah, like maybe a pandemic. Yeah, but, you know, over and over and above that, you know, not just the fact that there's a pandemic, but where did all the buyers go and. Uh, how come everybody's selling, right? Which we've talked about in, in previous episodes. Sure. So we've got greater Toronto new home sales fall to lowest level in over a decade. So the the pattern is that is new stuff, not so good at the moment, at least in these articles. It's new condo sales are down, new home sales are the lowest level in, in decades. Yeah, um, but that's explainable. It's all very explainable, and we will definitely talk to each of these. Let me get this next one out of the way. This this is interesting. We have two articles in the row in a row that use the word cliff. So Toronto real estate market is heading for a cliff. Now, well, this one is talking about all kinds of stuff. This is really talking about the waterfall that I was talking about last week. Uh, okay. rather than a cliff, but cliff works. Uh, this one is talking about what you're talking about. See, oh no, sorry. I'm going to have to edit myself there. Oh, maybe I took out the second one because they both said cliff. Oh no, here it is. Mm -hmm. Eyeing new tools as deferral looms here. CMHC eyeing new tools as mortgage deferral cliff looms for borrowers. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a lot a of bad news. news. If we were only focused, if we only received these articles in our inbox and we had no ties to the actual market ourselves, we would think that things were pretty bad here in Toronto, wouldn't we? New on Curiosity Stream, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.